The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Kent and Jimmy are now on a cruise around the world on the Clara M, last of the Clipper ships. Just as soon as the vessel got underway, strange things began to happen on board. In our last episode, we heard Teak Barnaby, mysterious peg-legged first mate, relate the tale of the Whistler, the spirit of a whistling seaman lost overboard many years ago, who was said to return to the Clara M and whistle as a warning of impending trouble. Just as Barnaby finished his story, an eerie whistle was heard. Shortly afterward, Captain Hawkins was lost overboard, but fortunately was rescued by Superman. As we join them now, Kent is busy banging out a story while seated on the deck of the Clara M, southbound for Panama. Listen. And who can say that we did not hear the whistler? Certainly it was not imagination on our part. His strange whistle came to us on deck and then receded from us. I wonder, shall we hear it again? Whether we do or not, no doubt exists that there are many adventures in store for us on our trip around... Hi, mate. Huh? Oh, hello, Jimmy. Just banging out the last few lines of my first article for the Daily Planet. You sure ought to have enough to say in it. Boy, the things that have been happening aboard this ship. Well, I've had to play some of it down, such as the captain falling overboard. Play it down? Mm -hmm. What for? Well, in the first place, it would just wouldn't do to say the captain had fallen overboard because that never happens. In the second place, he didn't fall. Oh, but he did, Mister Kent. Now, he... Jimmy, the captain didn't just fall. He was pushed or thrown overboard. But he himself said. I know, I know. That's what bothers me. Something strange about Captain Hawkins, Jim. Matter of fact, there seems to be something strange about practically everything aboard this ship. Oh, you mean the whistler, huh? Well, that's one of them. I said in my article here that it might have been our imagination playing tricks, but. Well, we both know, Jim, that we did hear that whistle last night. We sure did. Gosh, I've never heard anything so ghostly and eerie. Mm, it was all of that. I just remember one thing, Jim. There are no such things as ghosts. Yeah, I know, but... Boy, if Superman were with us on this trip, he'd solve this mystery of the whistler in no time. <laughs> you still believe that Superman fairy tale? 
Gosh, there you go again, Mr. Kent. I tell you, Superman All right, Jim, all right. We won't argue about it. Finish your lessons for today? Yes, sir. I solved those algebra equations you gave me and finished my English lesson. Good. I wrote a composition about Teak Barnaby. Oh, character sketch of the first mate, eh? What did you say about him? Well, I just put down exactly what I think about him. I said he was a fierce-looking man with a wooden leg and that he looked like he'd make a swell pirate. That he was a swell guy Ah, and... easy there, Jimmy. You're overworking that word, swell. It's slang, you know, and you mustn't use it too much. Gee, that's right. I'll watch it, Mr. Kent. Good. Oh, say, there's Captain Hawkins up ahead with a helmsman. Let's go have a word or two with him, huh? Sure. Say, do you still think it was kind of queer of Teak Barnaby signing on the way he did? Something funny about that whole setup, Jimmy. Don't forget, Captain Hawkins had spent days trying to get a crew. No one would sign on. And suddenly, within an hour, Teak Barnaby signs on, and with him, an entire crew. It does seem kind of funny. I like him and all, and yet sometimes I get a feeling when he's looking at me with those burning eyes of his that... Well, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I know what you mean. Hello there, Mr. Kent. Jimmy. Hi there, Hi, Captain. Captain. Beautiful day. Hi, perfect sailing weather. And the old Clara M hasn't lost any of her spark. She answers to your hand like a racing shell. Jim, lad, can you box the compass for me? Oh, gosh, not yet, Captain Hawkins. I had a lot of other studying to do this morning, but I'll get to it this afternoon. Have you seen Mr. Barnaby about? Aye, Mr. Kent, I have. He's aloft in the crow's nest. Oh. Aloft? How on earth did he get there? <laughs> if it's his wooden leg you're thinking of, forget it. It doesn't bother him a bit. Take Barnaby is as much as home in the rigging as he is on deck. Hey, look, laddie, how would you like to take the wheel? Me? Aye. Gosh. Houndsman, let the lad take over. Uh, Captain, are you sure it'll be all right? Aye, uh, she handles like a baby, Mr. Kent. Nothing to fear. Uh, keep both hands on the wheel now, Jim, lad. Gosh. What? She's alive. I can feel a whole ship pulsing and pulling. Aye, lad. You've got to take the wheel to know your vessel. Easy there, lad. Easy, steady as she goes. Gosh. That sail up there started to flap something off. Ah, uh, you've got to keep the wind of after beam, lad. Oh, oh yes, sir. Uh, aye, sir. That is... Uh, before you let Jim do any real steering, Captain, you better explain most of these nautical expressions to us. <laughs> if we're not careful... Look out! Be... Uh, quick, man! Uh, 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 what happened? Uh, that belaying pin came down from aloft. Shut the deck where I'd been standing. Mr. Kent, if you hadn't pulled me out of the way, I'd be a dead man. Aloft there, you blasted in there, son of a Christian! Aloft! That's you, Mr. Barnaby! On deck, you... you... Oh, if only the lad wasn't here so I could express myself. Here comes Mr. Barnaby now. Gosh, look at him slide down that rope. Sheep, lad. Sheep, not rope. And mind your helm. Support. Support. I don't know what to... Helmsman, take over. All right, lad. I've got it. Well, mister, what have you to say for yourself? Beg your pardon, Captain. I don't think you mean it. You know what I mean right enough, Mr. Barnaby. That belaying pin fell from aloft. It would have killed me if Mr. Kent here hadn't pulled me out of the way. Uh, how he saw it coming at the end. Fell from a lot, eh? Well, now let me see. Well, blast my eyes if it ain't gone. Gone? What's gone, Mr. Barnaby? Why, sir, I stuck up a belaying pin in my belt before going aloft, and it ain't there now. Must have, uh, must have fallen out. Such carelessness is inexcusable, man. I'll not have it aboard my ship. You understand? Aye, sir. Blast my eyes. I can't fathom it. I've never dropped a belaying pin before. Be careful you don't again. Huh? Oh. Aye, sir. I want the foretop and the staysail drop. Lay forward to the men, Mr. Barnaby. Aye, sir. Aye. Wait, sir. Wait, Well, I, I can't thank you enough for saving my life, Mr. Kent. 
I must say, you were on the alert. Yes, Captain. Something we'd all better learn to do aboard this ship. Well, your answers to those algebra equations are perfect, Jim. Now, suppose we examine you on English history. Oh, sir. We'll do this quickly. It's almost time you were in bed. Yeah. I sure am sleepy. It must be the salt air or something. Mm, probably. All right, now, English history. What does 1066 mean to you? Oh, gosh, that's easy. In 1066, Edward the Confessor died and Harold was chosen king. During that same year, Harold defeated the King of Norway at Stamford Bridge. Then later, William, the Duke of Normandy, defeated Harold near Hastings. And that's really the most important thing that happened in 1066, because it marked the beginning of the Norman conquest of England. That's fine, Jimmy. Now, tomorrow I want you to read the next chapter, which takes up the completion of the Norman conquest. Okay, but right now, Mr. Kent, if you don't mind, I'm going to hop into bed. I'm kind of tired. All right, Jimmy. I'm going to step out on deck for a breath of air before I turn in. Uh Uh-huh. Well, good night. Good night, Jim. Ah, yeah, good. Beautiful night. I'll just take a walk about deck. Four bells. Ten o'clock. Funny, I can't get that incident of this afternoon out of my mind. Doesn't make sense. Barnaby letting a belaying pin fall like that and pretending he didn't know it had fallen. Hello. Sounds like Barnaby now. Talking to someone in the shadow of the poop deck. I don't think it would hurt to find out what he's saying. I'll just slip it all apart. Hello, Is that understood? You'll do as you're told. I'm telling you, I heard the finest tiger spots. A ghastly whistle if ever I heard one. It took me a couple of bulls this ship down, which I took him the other kitten over to help me. You mention that name of bones again, and I'll break your neck. My name's Barnaby aboard the ship. Keep Barnaby, and don't you forget it. Barnaby, I've found this old one with me. As long as I get off this tub. Last my eyes, lie me out of good mind. Now you listen. I'm paying you and every man jack aboard a good price for what you're doing. And I'm not having you spilling your mouth about ghosts and such things. You'd best take care, Limey. I'll go hard with you. Oh, it was Barney the son of the ship in the first place. You're on now, and you'll do as I say. I'll get below. Let me take your Come on. Below. I spoil my plans, will you? Not while I'm alive and kicking. Oh. Is that you, Mr. Kent? Uh, yes, Barnaby. Good evening. Taking the air, are you? Before turning in? Yes. Well, good night to you, sir. Good night, Barnaby. Good night. get to sleep ever since Mr. Kent left the cabin over an hour ago. thought I was sleepy, too. All those dates of English history keep running through my mind. Gee, kind of mysterious laying here in this cabin with the creaking. What? That sounded like... It is. A whistler. Moving off down the deck. Gosh, I'm scared. But I can't let that stop me. Got to investigate. Got to find out whether the whistler is human or whether it's a ghost. Yeah. 
Gotta pull myself together and blow that whistle. Well, the plot certainly thickened. What will happen to Jimmy as he follows the whistler? Will he solve the mystery? And what was the meaning of the conversation between Barnaby and Limey? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our mystery story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting transcription feature, Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Taking a round-the-world cruise on the Clara M, last of the old clipper ships, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen have met with some very baffling adventures. In our last episode, we overheard with Kent a strange conversation between Keith Barnaby, the peg-legged first mate, and one of the crew. A conversation which told us that the crew were working for Barnaby and not for Captain Hawkins. Our episode ended, Jimmy Olsen, lying on the bed in his cabin, was trying unsuccessfully to go to sleep when... But wait. Listen. Uh, 1066, William the Conqueror. Still gone in all those dates of English history keep running through my mind. Hastings. Oh, gosh. It sure is kind of mysterious lying here in this cabin with the creaking and the... What? It sounded like... It is. It's the whistler. Now, now it's moving off down the deck. Gosh, I'm scared. I can't let that stop me. We've got to find out who that whistler is, that's all. Got to prove it isn't the spirit of a whistling seaman who was washed overboard years ago, like Teak Barnaby says. Yeah. i got to pull myself together and follow that whistle. Hmm. It's moving up forward. Gosh, it's kind of eerie out here. 
to go get Mr. Kent. But if I do that, the whistle may stop the way I did the first time we heard it. Better... Wait. There's somebody climbing up into the rigging. You! Stop! Stop where you are! Whoever he is, he's right up there above me. Well, I can't climb any further than the top of the mast, so I'm going to climb up there after Gosh, this is hotter than I thought. The rigging seemed like it was alive. Oh, I almost slipped then. That shadowy figure. It's right above me. It's supposed to have stopped. It's not going any higher. Hey! Aloft there! Come on down! You're caught and you can't get away! It's right above me now. It's so dark there, I can't see him. Just a second. Oh, my hand. Hey, stop it. You're stepping on my hand. I said stop it. I can't hold on. You hear? I'll fall. Stop. I'm falling. Oh. I've got you. Hold tight. You're safe now. You're safe. Superman. Super. Oh. Good thing I was walking about the deck and heard him calling. What on earth he was doing up in the rigging. I'd better get him down on deck again. Now. Down. Kid's fainted. Better get him back to the cabin as Clark Kent. Oh, there. What is it? Uh, this way, Barnaby. Something's happened to Jimmy. Huh? Or bless my eyes, the lad. Well, what is it? I don't know. I found him lying on the deck here as I came around. Oh, he's out colder than the mackerel. Better take him below. No, his cabin will do. I'll carry him. You lead the way, Mr. Kent. All right. There. Gotcha, lad. Imagine what could have happened to him. Oh, we'll know as soon as he comes around. Huh. Here's the cabin. Yeah. Put him on the bed there. I'll get some water. Well, uh, uh, look at his hands. They're bruised. Skin's broken in places, too. Yeah, it looks as if they've been stepped on. Oh. That's funny. The whistler. Gotta follow. Gotta find out. The whistler? Blast my eyes, Mr. Kent. I, I do believe All right, it. now, Jim. Snap oh. out of it. Come on, now. Oh. oh. It's you, Mr. Kent. Oh. What happened to you, lad? Who done this to you? The whistler. I was trying to go to sleep when I heard him whistling outside my cabin. I followed him. I saw somebody go up into the rigging. When, when I got close to him, he stepped on my hands. I had to let go. What? You mean you fell from the rigging onto the deck? We'd best call the captain to look him over, Mr. Kent. If any bones is no, broken. No, I, d- I didn't hit the deck. Superman caught me as I was falling. Superman? And who might he be? I'm afraid he's pretty much a character in Jimmy's imagination, Barnaby. Gosh, Mr. Kent, you've got to believe me. He came flying through the air as I was falling and... Oh, easy does it, matey. I've heard many a wild sailor's yarn, but these fates are all. A man that can fly, eh? Boy, lad, you've been dreaming. I'm telling the truth. How did my hands get this way, then, if they weren't stepped on? How'd I get down onto the deck without being hurt? Hey, the lad's got something there, Mr. Kent. I'd best look to the rigging and see if there's anyone up there. No, no, you stay here. I'll go. Hey, Mr. Kent, however you'll have it. I'll be back in a while. Hi, Mr. Kent. That you? Yes, Captain. I just heard about the lad and was coming to see what it's all about. Well, we found him lying on deck, unconscious. He thought he heard the whistler and followed him up into the rigging. I've just come out to investigate. The whistler, eh? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, it's beyond me. The lad's either having dreams. Or... He wasn't dreaming, Captain, and you know it. Eh, what's that? Something very strange going on aboard this ship, Captain. And if you're not aware of it, you're not the man I think you are. I don't like your tone, Mr. Kent. 
I'm master of this vessel, and I'm I won't stand... I'm at no disrespect to your office, Captain. But it seems to me you're deliberately closing your eyes to a number of things that have happened on board. What things, Mr. Kent? What things? The whistler, for one. When Barnaby told us that legend last night about the spirit of a whistling sailorman haunting this ship, you tried to laugh it off. And then we heard the whistler. We didn't imagine it, Captain. We heard it. You and Barnaby and Jimmy and myself. I, I, no denying that. Yeah, but you do deny that following that you were either pushed or thrown overboard. That you'd be dead now if I... Well, that is... Uh... If what, Mr. Kent? Well, if, if, if somebody hadn't miraculously saved you. You say I was pushed overboard, Mr. Kent. I say I fell. We won't argue it, Captain. Well, I can't pick out anyone or anything up in the rigging there. Whoever it was has had time to make a getaway. Whoever it was is still aboard this ship, Mr. Kent. I'll have the Clara M searched from stem to stern. Good idea, Captain. If you find out anything, I'll be in Jimmy's cabin. All right. Hmm. I wish I knew what's in that man's mind. Well, I'll get on into the cabin and see how Jimmy's doing. There, lad, was a murder shock coming for the native boy. I saw the monster turn, Billy upward. Saw his great mouth reaching for the boy. And was then I went into action. What's going on here? Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent, don't interrupt. Uh, go on, Mr. Barnaby. Well, I dove off the side of that pearlfisher. In my hand was a knife, which I always carried with me. I struck for the shark's belly. But he turned too quick. And the knife went into his back, up to the hill. Then he dove. And I went with him, holding on to that knife handle. Blast my eyes up. I was underwater a full five minutes. Five minutes? Hey, lad, five minutes. Gee. Well, I I finally got the knife out of his back, and I struck for his belly again. But this time, he was too quick for me. He luffed to windward and took my leg off clean as a whistle. Gosh. Well, what happened then? Well, I, I don't rightly remember, lad. Next thing I knew, I was lying on the deck of the pearl fisher. Oh, but how'd you get there? Well, lad, as often I puzzle my head about that, but never could figure it out. However, the answer was made clear to me this very night. I must have been <laughs> saved by Superman. Ah, quite a story, Pete. Mm, I thought you were telling me the real story of how you lost your leg. Well, okay. Both of you can kid all you want to about Superman, but I know he exists. That's all that matters to me. Uh, find anyone in the ring, Mr. Kent? No, whoever it was has had ample time to get away. The captain's having the ship searched thoroughly. Yeah, good idea. Now, Jimmy, try to go to sleep, will you? And if you hear the whistler again, I'd suggest you call me before doing anything about it. Yeah, don't worry, I will. Uh, good night. Coming, Barnaby? I'll walk with you as far as my cabin. Hey, good night, lad. Was that really the way you lost your leg, Mr. Barnaby? A shark, I mean? No, lad. Twasn't no shark. I'll tell you the real story someday. Good night, dear. Good night. I wouldn't fill Jimmy's head with too many stories, Barnaby. No fear, Mr. Kent. So does the boy no harm? No, I suppose not. Uh, well, what do you make of this, uh, Superman business? The lad's... No broken bones, and if he fell from the rig... Well, I can't account for it, but he may not have fallen as far as he thought. Eh? Well, I'll leave you here. I'm going below. Good night, Barnaby. Good night. 
Well, I guess I'd better turn in myself. Oh, wait a minute. Now, that's odd. I wonder. Oh, I better have a talk with the man at the wheel. Uh, good evening. Evening, sir. Uh, beautiful night, isn't it? Hey, it is, sir. Uh, what's our course? South by east, sir. South by east? Hey, sir. You're off your course, then, helmsman. What? According to the position of the North Star, you're steering south by west. I, I, I can't be, sir. I... Well, look at it. I got it, sir. You're right. Now, how could I do a thing like that? That's what I was wondering. Better put her over. Hey, sir, at once. And thank you, sir. Meant me like if the captain had found me. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Good night. Good night, sir. That man's either a fool or he was deliberately off his course. And I don't think he's a fool. Is Kent right? Was the helmsman deliberately off his course? And if so, why? What is the answer to the mystery of the whistler? What strange adventures await our friends aboard the Clara M? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are now on a round-the-world cruise aboard the Clara M, last of the clipper ships. Already, only a few days out, many strange and baffling adventures have befallen them, adventures which seem to have no answer. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, has discovered many odd things aboard ship, but is keeping an eye particularly on the first mate, Teak Barnaby, so-called because he wears a peg leg made of teak wood. In our last episode, Kent was just about to retire to his cabin when he discovered that the helmsman was off his course. So far off his course that it was obvious to Kent he was doing it deliberately. Listen. This man's either a fool or he was deliberately off his course. I don't think he's a fool. I'd better talk to Captain Hawkins about this, and I'd better do it right now. Yes? May I come in, Captain? It's Clark Kent. By all means, Mr. Kent. Yeah, a little chat before turning in, Mr. Kent? More than just a chat, Captain. Eh? Something still troubling you? A good deal. Captain, what I expected to be more or less of a pleasure cruise is rapidly becoming a headache. I... I don't take your meaning, Mr. Kent. Excuse my bluntness, Captain, but I believe you do. Now, look here. Just a moment. I spoke to you earlier tonight about the strange things going on aboard this ship, and you pretended to know nothing about them. I did nothing of the sort. I merely refused to believe in such stupid nonsense as this legend of the Whistling Sailor. I don't believe in superstitions, Mr. Kent. 
And therefore, I don't believe that the spirit of a whistling sailor comes back to haunt this ship. I don't believe it either. But someone is definitely trying to give the impression that he does. How much do you know about Teak Barnaby, your first mate? All I know is he's a good sailor. And that's all I care to know about any member of my crew. I'm afraid in this case that's not enough. Haven't you ever thought how strange it was that after so many men refused to sign on, Barnaby came along with a full crew in less than an hour? It's happened before. Are you accusing my first mate? I make no accusations until I can prove them, Captain. What course are we following? South East for Panama. Mm-hmm. And perhaps you can explain why the man at the wheel was following a course set for south by west. I don't believe it. I know a little something about navigation, Captain Hawkins. And I'm telling you, your helmsman was steering a course south by west. What I want to know is why. I still don't believe it. But there's only one way to find out. Come along, Mr. Kent. We'll see about this right now. Uh, well, there's a storm coming. Well, the wind is kicking up a bit. Looks like a batten, too. Better have the hatches battened down. Uh, helmsman's on his course all right now, Mr. Kent. Yes, but I don't think he'll deny having been off it. You'd better question him. I will, indeed. You there, helmsman. Aye, sir. Mr. Kent informs me you were off your course. Well, were you or weren't you? I sir. I, I was that. Huh? Explain that. Well, I... I kind of hard to explain, sir. The first time such a thing's happened to me in 30 years of sailing, sir. That's no explanation. Your course is south by east. Mr. Kent says you were steering south by west. That's a full quarter turn of the rudder. I sir. Well? Well, I, I can't explain it, sir, Unless I was kind of dozing off, sir. You were awake when I talked to you. You got a galloping tongue. That'll do. Right, sir. Right. The only way I can explain it, sir, is that I, I must have dozed off at, at which time I got off my course. And then when I woke up, it appears like mayhap I didn't realize. I'll have no sleeping on duty. Understand that? Right, sir. Sorry, sir. I'll let it go this time. But if it happens again, you'll go in irons and no mistake. Right, sir. Now mind your wheel. Well, Mr. Kent, I hope that puts your fears at rest. The helmsman got off his course when he fell asleep. It won't happen again. I hope not. Well, good night. Good night, Mr. Kent. How he ever caught on. You fool. Why didn't you shift your course when you saw him coming? How was I to know he knew anything about navigation? He's a ain't he? He's smarter than most. You might have realized it. We've got to be careful. He mustn't find out we've changed our course until it's too late for him to do anything about it. Well, I didn't. Never mind what you think. The next time he gets too close to you, shift your course for Saba East. Right. He's going into his cabin for the night. You can put her over to Saba West now. Right, sir. Wait, 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 sir. Maybe I was wrong about the helmsman, but somehow I've got a feeling that I wasn't. Well, time will tell. Better get on into my cabin. Where is that light? What? Whoever's in this cabin, stand where you are. Light. Ah, there we are. Well, I'll be... What are you doing in my cabin, Mr. Barnaby? 
don't go off the handle, Mr. Kent. I can explain everything. Better start right now, Barnaby. Well, I, I know it looks kind of strange to you, my being in your cabin like this, but the captain gave orders here, remember, to search the ship for the whistler. Well? I've been searching the cabin, looking in closets and under beds and all that, you know. Didn't think you'd mind if I had a look around, around your cabin, matey? You usually look for something in the dark? Now, heave to, matey. You're off your course. I can see you don't trust me. I have little reason to trust you, Barnaby. Now, matey. It's just that I didn't have time to put on the light. Only came into this cabin a few minutes before yourself. Now that the light is on... Well, I'll just have a look around. Don't bother. I'll search this cabin myself. Yeah, as you like, matey. I'll be leaving you. Good deal going on aboard this ship that I don't understand. I have a feeling I won't get far by questioning the crew or anyone else. Perhaps it wouldn't do any harm if I took a quick trip back to Metropolis and did a little investigation around the waterfront. Might pick up some information of value. Something that might give me just the clue I need as to what's going on aboard the Clara M. As Superman, I can fly back to Metropolis, make my investigation, and return to the ship before anyone has a chance to know my absence. Storm struck us at last. Well, nothing to worry about. This is the Clara M's first storm, and it won't be her last. So, up, up, and away! Where's the ship? Where's the ship? Is there any nor'easter, Captain? Aye, she is that, mister. Nothing to worry us, however. I've sailed the Clara M through worse than this. Hatches battened down? Aye, sir. Well, we've got to reef sail. This game is too much. Aye, sir. Stand by the wind for braces. The trailer there. He's off the head sheet. He's off the head sheet. Lighten the head sheet. Rest the righteous courtesy horses. Put your backs to it. Stand to it. Stand to it. Pardon me. Better take a reef in the mains. Aye, sir. Hutchins. Mackery. Oh, no, double! A lot to the mainstream, lads. Move, you monkeys, move! A lot with you! A lot! Let's go, we have two out of Oh, sir, there's a big one coming. Stand to the wheel there. Helm up, helm up! Captain, Captain Parker. What the? Lads, what are you doing on deck? I, I couldn't sleep, sir. I went to look for Mr. Kent. He's not in his cabin, sir, and I thought he might be on deck. Well, he's not. Get below, lad. More sail, mister. In there, all of you. A lot to the top down. Lively now, lively. Right, you'd best get below. I, I don't think I can make it. Aye, she's kicking up worse since you got here. Here, here, give me a hand. What are you doing, Mister Barnaby? Uh, they've got to lash you to the brace. Taking no chances on you going overside. Hold fast! Hold fast! Barnaby. What was that? Flash my eyes, a anchor cable slipped. You men there on the windows. Get that anchor up before she bashes in the side. Come on, up to it. Put your backs into it. 
to go overside and lash her down. That's suicide. Anybody gets caught between the side of the ship and that anchor, you'll be cracked. Stop it. What? You ain't going to try it. Someone's got to do it. But that flashed anchor will break a hole in us big enough to send us to the bottom. Stand clear, man. I'm going over the side. Well, things seem to have taken a turn for the worse aboard the Clara M. Can that tremendous anchor be lashed down in time to save the ship? And what will happen while Superman is speeding toward the far-off city of Metropolis? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story, With Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. A black shroud of mystery and peril surrounds the Clara M., last of the old clipper ships bound on a round-the-world cruise with Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen aboard. To find out what lay behind the strange things happening aboard ship, Clark Kent, in our last episode assumed his true identity of Superman and flew back to Metropolis. Even though a storm was raging when he left, Superman felt certain no harm would come to those on board, since the Clara M was a staunch and seaworthy craft. But Superman could not foresee what was to happen. As our last episode ended, the anchor cable slipped, dropping the heavy anchor to the side of the ship. As the Clara M heeled over in the turbulent sea, the anchor crashed against the hull again and again, breaking the stout timbers. Listen. We'll never get that anchor up. The windlass is jammed. Someone's got to go overside to lash it down. That's suicide, sir, and you know it. Anybody gets caught between the anchor and the side of the ship, he'll be crushed to death. Hey, but it's got to be done, and... That's it. That's sir. What are you about? I'm going overside, Mr. Barnaby. You can't do it, sir. Someone's got to do it, Mr. Barnaby. Or that confounded anchor will patch a hole in the side big enough to send us to the bottom. Hey, clear, man. Captain Hawkins, say you'll be killed if you get caught between that anchor and the side of the ship. The lad's right, Captain. Someone's got to go overside, but it can't be you. We need you here. Hey, your talk, Mr. Barnaby. I am master of this vessel. You think I'll stand by and watch her pounded to pieces while you talk about what's to be done? Out of my way. Captain, you try me that line. And once you're here, I'll have you tossed in iron the minute we're out of this. Hey, sir. Here's the line, sir. Captain, you mustn't. Mr. Barnaby, make him listen to you. 
That anchor crashing against the side. If he gets caught between that and the ship... He knows the chances he's taking, lad. Get that line lashed around it in your waist, Captain. Hi, Mr. Barnaby. You there. Hand me that cable. Hi, sir. Uh, Captain, you mustn't do it. Someone else... Hey, get fine. I know what I'm about. Hi. Hold fast. There's another big one on this way. Pound the lad on the back. He ships on one. Hey, all right, now, lad, all right. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm all right now. Swallowed a lot of water. Yeah, he'll be all right. We've got a few minutes before the next one. Grab that blind, you man, that'll lure me over the side. Lively there. Come on, Captain. Lively. Oh, by sight, you almost fire. I'll screw you over the yard now. Lively. Ready, Captain? Ready. Hey, good luck, sir. And watch that anchor. You watch the men on that line, mister, and leave the anchor to me. Hold hard, lads. I'm going over. Gosh, I hope he's going to be all right. It's getting worse, Mr. Barnaby, a lot worse. We're healing over. Watch that line, lads. Hold hard. The captain, is he all right? Uh, he? He's trying to get the cable around the anchor. If you can just hold it for a few minutes and... Hold fast. And then the people in sleep. Captain Hawkins, sir. Captain! Captain's all right. He's still there. Look to the lad. What? Right. Ah, ship water again. I'm all right now. Captain, Mr. Barnaby. He's all right. But he's lost his grip on the anchor. Blow me down if I had more than one leg. Look out for you, Captain! Captain! Below there! Keep your eye on that anchor! Captain! The anchor! The anchor! Mr. Barnaby, Mr. Barnaby. Uh, it got him. Couldn't get out of the way in time. Free him up, lads. Free him up. Look to it. Lively. Heave. Whoa. One more. One more and he's over. Heave. Why is his white as fish belly? Captain Hawkins. Uh, never find me. The anchor. Oh. Get somebody when? over tonight, quick. Why did he get you? Are you hurt bad? Uh, but yes, something broken inside me. But never mind. Get that anchor lashed down. Get it lashed down. Can't be done, sir. We got to take our chances on it. I won't ask anyone else to take the risk, and I can't take it myself. I believe that you. Yes, you can be low, sir. We'll be taken to the boat before long, and you'd better be ready to go with us. I'll not go below. I'll not go below. If someone goes overside to save my ship. She's my ship, you hear? Mine! And I'll not see her go down. Gosh, did you hear the anchor that time? It sounded like wood splinter. Uh, the hull's going, caving in. Well, if only Superman were here. What? What time is it? Almost eight bells, sir. Midnight. Uh, five hours till dawn. We'll never, never last that long. We'll last. Now you've got to get below, sir. I'll not go below, I tell you. The summon goes overside. Flash my eyes, Captain. I told you. You told me. You told me. This is my ship, mister. And by heavens, I'll give the orders. Nobody's questioning your right to give orders, yeah, Somebody's got to go overside. Somebody's got to lash that anchor down. All right, all right. I'll go myself. Now will you go below? Uh, uh, you Barnaby, only one leg. My, my leg, never mind anything. He's but... killing you, sir. He's fainted. Huh? All right. Get him along. All right, sir. And lively get about it. Handy, lad. Come on. There. Get that line off the captain's waist. 
And take him below. Mr. Barnaby, you don't mean you're going to do it. You can't go over inside. Devil, I can. It's a wooden leg I've got, Flag. Not a wooden body. Just let me get this line like around me. And see you. I'll show you a thing or two. All right, now you mean? Get me over inside. Oh, Mr. Barnaby, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. Wait to the line. Wait to. I'll break your skulls in ten feet. Aye, aye, sir. Uh, hold that line, lads. Hold with him. Hey. Steady. Steady, does it? Look sharp, fellow, lads, sir. Find the anchor, sir. We're healing over. Mr. Barnaby. Mr. Barnaby, sir. Oh, please. I go. Give it touch me. I'll have a cable around there. It's shut all in. Ah, she looked, Mr. Barnaby. Hey, this tight's starting to go. It's small hole, my thing. Take care, you. And it will be, but don't let the... Bless my eyes. Meanwhile, several hundred miles away in Metropolis, Superman in the guise of Clark Kent pursues his investigation in a waterfront tavern. And you say you shipped aboard the Clara M from 1910 to 1917, eh? Eh, hey, that's it. You knew Captain Hawkinson pretty well, eh? Eh. Hey. Well, then tell me, what sort of... Steady on, lad. Taking a reef in my tongue till I see the color of your money. Oh, well, I promised you $10 if you'd give me the information I wanted. Aye, you did. Very well. Here's a $10 bill. Thank you, lad. Now, Hold on now, sailor. You'll get half of this $10 bill now, and the other half when you tell me what I want to know. There you are. When you tell me all I want to know, the other half is yours. Aye, that's fair enough. Let's fly with your questions, lad. Tell me what you know about Captain Hawkins. Captain Hawkins? Mm -hmm. Let me see now. Good master, Hawkins. Bit easy going in some ways, but stern enough in others. Bachelor he was, never married. Was said he was married to one thing, and that was the Clara M. That's so? He often said if the Clara M was taken from him, it'd be like losing his own life. Aye, lad. The Clara M was his life. Let's see. Anything else? Well, no, there. No. Oh, not that I know of. Oh, if you'll just let me have the other half of the tenor. Now, wait just a minute. Tell me, what do you know about the whistler? Hey, I've got to be going. It's almost midnight and my ship is sailing in less than half an hour. Good night to you, lad. Wait a minute now. Don't forget, I've still got the other half of that ten dollars. And you may keep it for all of me. Now, hold on here. All I want to know is whatever you can tell me about the legend of the whistler and the ten dollars is yours. And I'll never earn it, lad. Whatever I know about the whistler, I'm keeping to myself. And you can lay to this. You'll not find a sailor man anywhere who'll be willing to talk about it for any amount. Good night to you. Wait a minute. Here, you can have the other half. And thank you. Ah, thank you, lad. 
You're a good man, so I'll be giving you a tip. In a friendly kind of way, mind you. Steer your course away from asking questions about the whisper. It'll do you no good. Or anyone else. Good night, to you. Good night. Well, all I managed to find out was that Captain Hawkins has an almost insane love for his ship. I'm also convinced that there's more behind the legend of the Whistler than anyone is willing to tell. Well, I'm going to be getting back to the Clara M. Hmm. No sign of a storm here, but there's probably a big one raging out at sea right this minute. Uh, Twelve o'clock. I'd better change to Superman and get back to the Clara M. Up! Up! And away! Unknown to Superman, peril hovers over the Clara M. Peak Barnaby is in grave danger as the clipper ship heels over in the storm and the anchor comes crashing toward him. Can Superman possibly arrive in time? Be sure to hear the next exciting episode of our story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. Held fast in the crushing grip of a mighty storm, the Clara M., last of the clipper ships, bound round the world with Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen aboard, fights vainly on. Meanwhile, Kent, as Superman, has returned to Metropolis, 200 miles away, to investigate certain strange things which have happened aboard ship. In our last episode, we heard how the anchor cable slipped, permitting the anchor to swing down to the side of the ship. 
The Clarion rolled from side to side in the towering seas. The heavy anchor crashed against her side, splintering the hull. When Captain Hawkins was badly injured in an effort to lash the anchor down, Teak Barnaby, the one-legged first mate, went overside to see what he could do. As the ship heeled sharply over, his wooden leg slipped into the hole made by the anchor in the side of the ship, and then... But wait, listen. His wooden leg stuck in the hole in the side of the ship, but that anchor starts swinging again. Barnaby's finished if it does. Sinks above, we're heeling over again. Barnaby, look sharp, man. Don't get caught between the anchor and the side of the ship. I can't get loose. I can't move. It's the anchor. It's swinging away from the side of the ship again. Aye. And when we heel over, she'll crush Barnaby against the side of the ship. Look, there she comes. The anchor's striking down on us. Mr. Barnaby, Mr. Barnaby. Barnaby. That's done it. He's finished. What? What do we do now? Try to haul him on board, I guess. All right, lads. Lay two of that line. What's that? Sounds like Mr. Barnaby. Barnaby? Hello, Mr. Barnaby. Are you all right, sir? I'm all right. I need this. I'll be aboard. I'm found you. I'll be aboard. What is it? What did he say? His leg is smashed. Oh. All right, lads. Wait on that line. Hey, we got to get him back here on deck. Hey, he. Oh. He. Oh. Oh, oh man. Big wave coming. Oh, Every man dead goes in iron. Let me dangle over side and drown with you. By this great horn pool, I'll hang you all from the yard arms to help me have it. We got you up as fast uh, as we could, Mr. Barnaby. Uh, he'll haul me with you. Uh, who's responsible for leaving me dangling there when that wave stuck, eh? Speak up. Speak up. Sorry, sir. It couldn't be helped. I better get you along and see what we can do for your leg. Nothing wrong with my leg that a saw can't fix. Saw? Hey, Get the saw off the broken part and spike a new piece onto it. But, but gosh, Mr. Barnaby, there's no surgeon aboard ship. Surgeon, surgeon. What do I want with a surgeon? What I need is a ship carpenter. You mean it's your wooden leg that got crushed. Hey, What other leg would it be? But never mind that now. Is that blasted anchor we've got to worry about? Mr. Barnaby, sir, I'll try my... You try nothing. There ain't a thing we can do. Listen to it. That anchor's alive. Any man tries to lash it down will be crushed. Hey, just like Captain Hawkins. Just like my leg here. Hey, there's only one thing to do. What's that, Mr. Barnaby? We've got to send a call of distress. At the rate that anchor is crashing against the side, there'll be a hole in us. Big enough to sail a barking through in less than ten minutes. Send a call of distress. Hey, blow me down. I laughed when I heard Captain Hawkins had installed a wireless room aboard ship. Had to, by law, I understand. But he'll haul me for a landlubber if I ain't glad of it now. Mr. Barnaby! Mr. Barnaby! Hey, what is There's it? Water. There's water pouring into the hole. Hey, that anchor's starting to do her work all right. Man the pumps! Man the pumps! Call the hey, get to the wireless room and tell the operator to start sending it. Hello, sir. It'll do no good, I fear. No ship can reach us in time. Gosh, Mr. Barnaby, do you think we're going to... Hold fast. Oh, gosh, look at that wave coming. Up here! Up here! 
ancient robbers if you're not careful. Up home and hold fast. As a thunderous wave crashes down on the battered decks of the Clara M, Superman, returning from Metropolis, flies low over the turbulent sea. Listen. I should reach the Clara M in another ten minutes. Storm seems to be pretty bad, but I don't believe there's anything to worry about. Clara M's a good staunch vessel. Take more than a storm like this to do her any damage. However, I'll feel a lot better when I... Wait. What's that? Morse cold. Keen as my ears are, I can barely hear it. Just try to catch the message. Wait. That's a ship in distress. Listen. Eighty degrees north. One, four, oh, 140 degrees south. C-L-A-R-A... The Clara M. She's in distress. I am needed. Faster! Faster! signal, sir. No responses yet. Well, I doubt it will do any good anyway. That anchor is pounding us to splinters. Better man the boat to make ready to lower away. Aye, aye, sir. Gosh, Mr. Barnaby, if things are that bad, I'd better try to find Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent can take care of himself, and you can't. You'll stay in place of that main bridge till I say so. If we could only get that anchor on deck, but we can't. Look, but... up there, coming through that cloud. What? See? Red cloak streaming in the wind. It's Superman, Mr. Barnaby. It's Superman. What? I don't see... Over there. Look, he's diving toward the ship. He's diving toward us. Well, the light's gone daft out of his mind. It's Superman, I tell you. Superman. Now hold fast. There's another wave coming. Oh, there's nothing to worry about now. Superman's here. He'll save it. Confound you. I told you to keep your mouth shut. The ship water again. I'll be all right. But Superman... You're out of your mind, lad. You... Well, I'll be... What's the bottom Barnaby, there, on the deck. Hey, I see it. It's the anchor. The anchor's laying on the deck. Sure it is, and Superman did it. Superman, nothing. It was that wave that carried it on deck. That last wave that struck it. It wasn't the wave, it was Superman, I tell you. Superman, no, the wave, lad. The anchor's on deck. And that's all that matters. You men there, lash that anchor down. Lively now. Step to it. We're out of danger now, Mr. Barnaby. There's Superman nearby. We're well nigh out of danger now. Without your so-called Superman. Carpenter, and the last thing, get at that hole in outside now without fear of the anchor crashing through at him. Are you there, Chips? Hi, Mr. Barnaby. You go below at once and stop patching that hole in the side. Good, lads. With the anchor lashed down now, we've little to fear. The Clara M will ride out the storm with little trouble. Mr. Kent, Mr. Kent, is that you? Yes, Jim. Hello, Barnaby. Where? Mr. Kent. And where have you been? Hello, helping some of the men lash down the cargo. There was some danger of it slipping. Eh? The first I've heard of it. I was just told about the captain. How is he? We don't know, Mr. Kent. He was taken below about ten minutes ago, and we've been on deck since then. I'd better go below and have a look at him. Oh, I'll come with you. Can you untie me here, Mr. Barnaby? I lied. You could have untied yourself. Just pull this line. So, there you are. Oh, gosh, you'll have to show me how to make a knot like that. Come along, lad. 
I'm not needing it on deck for a time. I'll join you below. You, the helmsman, stand to that wheel. I right, All right, Mr. Kent. Jim Lance, let's get below. This is Captain Hawkins' cabin, Barnaby. Aye, right, Mr. Kent. Let's go in. Glad you come, Mr. Barnaby. Captain's thinking fast, sir. Eh? Well, let's have a look at him. Captain. Captain. Can you hear me? Uh, bad business, this. Just a minute, Barnaby. I know a little something about these things. Uh, pulse very low. Respiration heavy. The anchor hit him a heavy but glancing blow, you say? Aye. He said something inside him was broken. Yeah, let's get that shirt off him. Give me uh, a hand here, will you? Take it easy. Careful now. Gosh, look at that bruise on his chest. Yes, it looks bad. Well, how much do you know about doctoring, Mr. Kent? Not very much. But at least be able to tell if any bones are... Uh, several of his ribs have been crushed, that's certain. Well, what's to be done? How far are we from the nearest port? Well, if you're thinking of getting him to a doctor, we'll never make it. I've seen men go before, Mr. Kent, and Captain Hawkins can't last much longer. Radio room, Gordon, sir. Eh? Made contact, sir, with the San Jose, South American liner bound for Caracas. She's 90 miles off Port Bean, but steering for us right now, sir. We won't need her. Radio back and tell her to go along and away. Wait a minute. Is there a doctor on board the San Jose? Well, more than likely, sir. She's a passenger liner. That won't do any good, Mr. Kent, by the time they reach us, and that'll be hours from now. The captain here will be gone. He hasn't got a chance. He's got a chance if we'll give it to him. What do you mean, Mr. Kane? No time to explain, Barnaby. You, Sparks, Jim, Barnaby. Uh, here, uh, give me a hand here. We've got to get Captain Hawkins into the radio room. Well, blow me down if I see what you... Mr. Kent, you're not meaning... I am, Barnaby. It's our only hope. We'll be taking a desperate chance, Barnaby, but with heaven's help, we'll pull through. What is Clark Kent planning to do? What is the desperate chance he plans to take? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Oh, my precious. Ooh, you me do something right here, aha. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. 
presenting the transcription feature, Superman. And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. Bound on a cruise around the world aboard the Clara M, last of the clipper ships, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen find themselves surrounded by many strange and baffling dangers. Several problems and mysterious riddles revolve in the mind of Clark Kent. But for the moment, he has forgotten them because of a new peril which threatens Captain Hawkins. During a tremendous storm, which still threatens the Clara M, Captain Hawkins was badly injured and now lies at the point of death. With no doctor aboard the Clara M and no chance of reaching one in time to save the captain, his condition is desperate indeed. But as our last episode ended, Clark Kent had an idea. An idea which... But wait. Our scene is now the radio room of the Clara M. Four seamen, with Kent at their head are carrying in the unconscious form of Captain Hawkins. Listen. You! Clear that table off quickly. Never mind, I'll do it. Jim Lyon, lend a hand here. Hi, Mr. Barnaby. What are you planning to do, Mr. Kent? No time to explain, Barnaby. Now, where's the wireless operator? Yes, sir. Oh. Get in touch with that South American liner bound for Caracas. Find out if there's a doctor aboard. I ask Call me down if he's planning to do what I think he Barnaby! Huh? Where are the medical stores kept? In the captain's cabin. Oh. Uh, you there. Right, uh, get down to his cabin and bring up all the bandages you can find. Also, iodine and mercurochrome, and see if there's any sort of anesthetic. He wouldn't have willing to help you, sir, if I could only understand you. Now, what was it you'd be wanted again? All those long names. Uh, Jim, you... Jim. You know what I want. Go down with this man and see if you can find him. Right, Mr. Kent. How about instruments? Well, there must be a few scalpels and that sort of thing. Bring everything you can find. Aye, aye, sir. Okay, mister, you better come with me. Mr. Kent, I'll thank you to answer one question for me. Yes, what is it, Barnaby? Just what is it you're up to? What are you going to do? Wait a minute. There's an answer from the other ship. Sparks, is there a doctor on board? No, I haven't said yet, sir. I'll ask again. You haven't answered my question, Mr. Kent. What is it you're planning to do? With the assistance of that doctor on the other ship, if there is one, I'm going to operate on Captain Hawkins. You're what? You heard me. Are you out of your mind? I don't think so. You can't operate. Barnaby, I've got to. It's our only chance. Now, come along. Help me get these clothes off him. Just take hold of... What's wrong with you, Barnaby? Why are you looking at me that way? I don't like it, that's what. Don't be a fool, Barnaby. Hawkins won't last if we don't do something. You think I'm anxious for this? It's the only chance we've got for saving him, and I've got to take it. That liner, the San Jose, is heading for us now. She'll reach us in four hours. Oh, he won't last that long. How do you know? For heaven's sake, Barnaby, look at him. Feel his pulse. I'm no doctor, neither are you. Lay one hand on him, Mr. Kent, and I... And what? You'll pay for it. We got the stuff, Mr. Kent. Bandages, iodine, ethers, and scalpels. Ethers? Oh, that'll be a great help. There was a bottle of it in the medical chest. Excuse me, sir. There's a doctor on the San Jose... He's standing by. Oh, good. Here, you, sailor. Right. Take this iodine and swab the captain's chest with it. All right, sir. I'll help, Mr. King. No, no, Jim. You and Barnaby step outside with You me. can't do this. If anything happens to the step captain... Step outside, I say. San Jose, standing by, sir. Get the doctor ready. Tell the doctor on the San Jose this. 
The captain of the Clara M. is sinking fast, and we've got to do what we can to save him. Several ribs have been broken, and are exerting inward pressure. What shall we do? We are awaiting instructions. Huh? What does he say? An unusual situation, but understand fully. Can Captain possibly hold out till we reach you? Tell him no. He says, you must proceed. Good luck. Instructions? Yes. Have at hand all gauze available. We've got it. Go on. Administer ether with extreme care. Drop by drop. Right. Sailor, make a pad of gauze and place it over the captain's nose. I do. Barnaby, I told you to step outside. You too, Jimmy. I'll go. I want no hand in this. Come along, lad. You and me. Let's step outside. The doctor's message seems complete now, sir. All right. Read it to me. Slowly. I'm glad we're not in there, Mr. Barnaby. I'd rather not watch. Don't blame you, lad. It's a grave risk Mr. Kent's taken in there. A grave risk. I sure admire him. You know, it's funny. Mr. Kent seems such a quiet, shy sort, and I've seen him do things that take more nerve. Yeah, it takes a strange kind of nerve to kill a man. What are you talking about? Captain might have a chance if we waited for that liner to reach us. He wouldn't have the ghost of a chance, and you know it. Kent's doing what he thinks is right. I only hope he's successful at it. He'd better be, that's all I say. If the captain don't pull through, I'll be master of the ship. Then you'll find Mr. Kent will pay for what he's about. Captain will pull through. He's got to. I can't let myself think of what's going on in there. On that table. <sighs> Me neither. Uh, did, uh, did I ever tell you the story, lad, of how, uh, of how I lost my leg? No. Not, not the real story, anyway. Well, it, uh, it was like this. I had shipped as first mate aboard the Gloucester, a fishing schooner bound for the Great Banks of Nova story of how old Teak Barnaby lost his leg off the grand fishing banks of Nova Scotia. Shortly after that, I, uh... Well, I'd get you not listening. Huh? What? Oh, I haven't heard anything from inside there for a long time. You're right. I ain't heard no radio messages flying back and forth from ship to ship in some time myself. Well, I guess it's like I said. Kent. Mr. Kent. Gosh, you look... You look... It's all over, Jim. You mean... Captain Hawkins will live. At least until that liner reaches us. Holy mackerel. Gee, that's swell. That's swell, Mr. Kent. Yes, I'm glad, too. Ah, the sound of things, the storm's let up a bit, too. 
You better go on deck and check things over, Barnaby. I sir, I, I, uh, I, I'd like to say I was wrong, sir. I'm fair sorry I got in your way instead of helping you. That's all right, Barnaby. I understand. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I, uh, I, uh, I'll go on deck. You look pretty tired, Mr. Kent. Uh, I am, Jim. Well, you've got nothing to worry about now, so you can get to bed and get some rest. Captain Hawkins will probably be okay, and the storm's over, and... What is it, Mr. Kent? Why do you look so funny? storm's over, Jimmy. <laughs> I've got a feeling it's only just begun. And Clark Kent's powers of intuition are right as always. For at this very same moment, in the forecastle of the Clara M., trouble is indeed brewing... Listen. We've all got our next news for fire. Wait a minute now, Davy. Wait a minute. You don't follow your meaning. Don't take my meaning, eh? Well, listen to me, all of you. There's a South American liner, the San Jose, steaming for us right now, ain't there? What's going to happen when the captain of that liner sees us, eh? He's going to recognize us, that's what. Recognize every man jack of us, he will. Are you be sure of that line? I ain't sure. But I ain't for taking chances neither, I ain't. Every one of us on this here ship is wanted by the maritime authorities. Irish there jumped ship in Montevideo, didn't they? What about you, sweet, eh? You bashed in the skull of the second mate aboard a tanker three months ago. What'll happen when the authorities get their hands on you, I'd like to know. We've all got our necks and noses, and I ain't one for letting them tighten it. Let's take this ship, I says. Sail her where we want to sail her before that liner comes alongside us. By the saints, lady, we can't do it. It's working for Teak Barnaby, we are. It's his money we're taking. And there's nothing we can do till we talk to him about it. Talk to Barnaby? What for? We're haunted crew and haunted ships, how we are. You've all heard the whistler whistling away in the dead hours of the night. It means death, that whistle, don't it? And what happens? The anchor goes overboard. Captain Hawkins is bad hurt. And Barnaby yourself is almost killed. We'll all go the same way. The captain aboard that South America liner don't get us the whistler well. You're for taking the ship, then. Here and out. I am that... Let's take her, says I, sail her off somewheres, we'll be safe, and then burn her. We'll leave no evidence, we won't, for the authorities to find us. Instead of Clark Kent and Pete Barnaby, they'll try to stop us. Aye, that they will, but they won't get far. This'll silence him in no time, it will. Glory be to the carving knife he's got in his hand. Aye, a carving knife, lad, straight from the galley and well sharpened. Now then, lad, you take your choice. Just stay here on this haunted ship and let the whistler kill you all in turn. Or you follow me, here and now. What'll it be? Tis me sisters will be following you, Amy. Uh, if I get any me, sir. Come on, lad. We'll take this ship and sail it to freedom. Great. Aye, and we'll slit the throat of him as we stand in our way. Follow me, lad. With Clark Kent asleep in his cabin, what will happen? Will the men headed by Limey take over the Clara M? And what of the whistler? What is the answer to the riddle of the mysterious whistling in the dead of night? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our mystery story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. 
presenting the transcription feature, Superman. And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, star reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. 300 miles out on the broad Atlantic, with Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen aboard, the Clara M., last of the old clipper ships, moves southward on a round-the-world cruise. But what was planned as a pleasure trip has become a perilous mission, for many strange and unexplained things have occurred aboard the Clara M. since it cleared port. In our last episode, following a series of adventures brought to a successful conclusion by Superman, we heard how the crew, led by a seaman named Limey, had decided to mutiny. Our scene is once again the folks of the Clara M., where the mutiny is about to take place. Listen. Now then, lads, you take your choice. You stay here on this haunted ship and let the whistler kill you all in turn, or you follow me. What'll it be? Hang with you, eh? Hurry, lady. Aye, by golly, me too. Let's go. Then come on. We'll take this ship and sail it where we like. Follow me, lads. Follow me. Hold on, lads. Hold on. Quiet, quiet. What's wrong, Mamie? What's wrong, eh? What's wrong? There's what's wrong. Sitting on the edge of that there bunk and smoking this clay pipe. Eh? Oh. Scotty McTavish, eh? Aye, Scotty McTavish. Here we are, getting ready to take over this here ship, and what's he doing? Sitting there, puffing away on this clay pipe. What's the meaning of it, Scotty? Come on, men, speak up. I've made up my mind. I'll no join with you, Lamey. Ah. Why not, I'd like to know. I have no liking for mutiny, Lamey. It's a foolhardy business. Ah. So you don't like it, eh? Well, let me tell you something, Scotty. We're all in this together, see? With the exception of myself. Mind your own, Scotty. You're off your course. For the others of you that are off your course, not Scotty McTavish. Well, have you a match right now? My pipe seems to be out. Never mind your pipe. What's more important is, what are you going to do about this here mutiny? Hey, here. Have I no told you, Lamey? I'll no join with you. Ah, Here's a match in my pocket. Now, you listen to me, McTavish. You must don't come with us as a traitor, see? But there's only one way to take care of traitors. Put up your knife, Lamey. It doesn't frighten me at all. Lads, lads, listen to an old seafaring man who knows what he's about. It's a risky thing, mutiny. And I've yet to see the crew that didn't wind up in irons before they were done. Very well, I am well aware of what's gone on aboard the Clara M. In the dark watches of the night, we've all of us heard the whistler piping his mysterious tunes. Some say it's a whistling sailorman come back from Davy Jones' locker to keep us company aboard. I may have. But I say, what of it? What of it? What of it, say Sam? I'll tell you what of it. When you're the whistler, it's a sign of bad luck. Oh, and we've had bad luck, ain't we? First we run into a storm that batters us unmerciful. Then the captain is bad hurt. So bad hurt that the radio knows the ship to come and take him off. I don't ken what evil there is in asking help of a neighboring vessel. You don't ken. Well, I'll tell you what evil there is in it. I've said before and I'll say again. We're all in the same boat. Every one of us is wanted by the authorities. What happens when that other ship proves alongside us, eh? One of the officers is bound to recognize some of us. 
Oh, and when he does, what happens? Investigation, that's what. Investigation. And after that, I and I and every man jackal. And your plan is to take the Clara M before the other ship arrives. Aye, eh? take her and sail her off. To some place where we can all be safe for the rest of our days. Very well. But have none of you thought of the captain? He must have medical attention. And he'll only get it aboard that other ship, the San Jose. Now, would you deny him that? That can't be helped. It's murder you'd be about. Without proper care by a doctor, Captain Hawkins won't live to see another day. Oh, lads, you mun hearken to me. There's a surgeon aboard the San Jose, and it's our duty to see that the captain's taken aboard her. Mutiny, take this ship and sail her away, and you'll be responsible for a life. If you're caught, you'll swing for it. We can't take the chance of being recognized, I say. We can't afford to let another ship come alongside. The captain's life for ours. Now, it's like I say, lads. You takes your choice. What will it be? Come on, are you with me? What about you, Scotty? I haven't changed my mind, Lamy. I'll just stay here, quiet like. Oh, you'll stay. You'll be quiet, all right. Irish. Sweet. Gag him and tie him to his bunk. Come on, lovely. No need to get rough, lads. I'll no resist you. Careful of my pipe, careful. All right, then. Put your arms right your back, Scotty. Have you no thought of what Barnaby will say to this? It's his money we've all taken and him we've promised to obey, you know. Easy, oh. lads, not to take on the ropes. Uh, don't worry, you're going on about take, Barnaby. We'll take care of him, too, if we have to. All right, you men, gag him. Oh, well, there's no need for that, I'm thinking, lady. He could be yelling his head off and there'd be nobody hearing him at all. No, you're right. He'll be safe enough for a time. All right, lads, follow me on deck. Be quiet about it now. Come on, along with you here. All right, up this companionway now. Come along. Quiet now, lads. Quiet. Keep it down. There, Amy. Now it's done. Look there. And there streaks along the horizon. He's got to work fast. First thing to do is to settle with the elder. We've got to be sure of him. We do. Come along. You there at the wheel. Stephen. Lanny, what's the meaning of this man? What are you men doing up on deck with belaying pins in your hands? Shut your mouth in this. We're taking the ship, that's what. Huh? Are you with us or aren't you? Well, now, I don't know. It needs a bit of thinking. There's no time for thinking. What's your answer? Speak up, speak up. Come on. But I tell you, Limey, I got to think of it. Yeah, I guess for him. Oh, that's the best argument I know to have a ballet and pen. <laughs> now, Swede. Yeah? Take the wheel and change, change course. Yeah, Limey. The St. Joseph's coming in from the east. Hard over to the west. Aye, west it is. All right, the rest of you follow me. All right. Limey, what's to be done now? The four people on this ship that will taken care of. There's the mate, Steve Barnaby. There's before the clock Kent and the lad, Jimmy Olsen. Captain Orphans, though I doubt he'll be giving us any trouble, sick as he is. Now, I wish you'll take two men and go to the lad's cabin. Right, right. Bill, you'll take two more and take care of Mr. Kent. Okay. The rest of us will concentrate on Barnaby and see to the sailing of the ship. Yeah, but uh, what's to be done with him? The same like we did with Scotty. Tie him up and gag him if necessary. Okay. We'll decide what's to be done with him after we're safe away from here. But you ain't to argue with him, see? One peep out of him and you'll use as your ballet and pins. Now, up to it. All of you up to it and do a good job all around. While the mutinous crew, headed by Limey, proceeds to take over the ship, in the forecastle, Scotty McTavish struggles with the ropes that bind him, making a valiant but hopeless effort to escape. Oh, they bound me well to have the wrists and ankles are tied tight as tight can be. Oh. <coughs> can I undo these knots? But I must do something or so. That's strange, somebody knocking on the door. They come in. Oh, boy. Hey, what's happened, Mr. McTavish? 
You tied down to your bunk. Uh, Where are all the men? Wait, Jimmy, lad, there's time for talking later. But this very minute, untie these nuts and release me. Okay, I'll have you free in no time. What's happened, Mr. McTavish? Where are the rest of the men? Laddie, and... laddie, the questions you do ask. Oh, very well, then, I'll tell you. Lad, there's a mutiny afoot. A mutiny? Aye, aye. Most of the men with Limey leading them has decided to take over the Clarem. And heaven help us all, they'll do it, too, if we didn't have shot. But how come you to be here, lad? This very minute, Lamey and the crew are bent on taking you prisoner. I couldn't sleep. I thought I'd come down into the forecastle and have a talk with someone. You say the men are going to take everybody prisoner? All of them as won't follow them in their plan to mutiny. Mutiny? Aye. And that means Mr. Kenton, Barnaby, and yourself, and Captain Hawkins. There. Your hands are untied, Mr. McTavish. Good, laddie, good. Now for my feet. Come on, come on. Whatever we do, we'll have to work fast. The Kenton Barnaby must have been captured already. Aye, and they'll be looking for you once they find out you're not in your cabin. What do we do, Mr. McTavish? I've been figuring on what to do, laddie, if I got myself free. And this is it. Yes? If they've captured the others, there's only two of us against the whole crew, do you think? Yeah. Now, what we'd best do is get to the radio room and send a message of distress to the San Jose. Tell them which way we're headed. But how can we send it, sir? I don't know Morse code, and they must have taken care of the radio operator. Aye, no doubt. But they know a little about Morse code. Enough at any rate to manage. There, now, my legs is free. Good. Let's get to the radio room as quick as we can. Right with you, sir. All right. Up the companion we hear. Soft, ready, soft. Mr. McTavish, listen. Uh, not only listen, laddie, but look as well. Uh, you've got Mr. Barnaby, Stephen, the helmsman, and the radio operator. Oh. You see there? I've got them tied up and held it together. Yeah. The rest of them will be along with Mr. Kent any minute now. Can they get to the radio room without being seen? No, we can try, laddie. We can try. We've got to cross that open space to the other companion. Just now, as he does it, they'll just wait till they're not looking this way and... Now, head now, come on. Oh, that was a close one. Now then, up this companion way to the radio room. Quick, laddie, quick. There's the radio room. Aye, and unguarded, too. Oh, very confident, these bears. Very. Now, now then, if I cannot remember how to start the sending apparatus. This switch here, Mr. McTavish. Aye, I believe that is the one. Throw it over and we'll see what happens. Quick, laddie, come. Okay, here goes. Oh, hi, that's done it. She'll be warmed up any minute, and then we'll start sending a call of distress. The San Jose will probably be the first to answer. She must be closer than any other ship. Aye. Well, she, she must be warmed up by this time. Oh, let me sit now. With a call of distress. I'm going to try to get it straight in my head, though. You've got to, Mr. McTavish. Wait. Wait. Well, if these old fingers of mine can still remember how to send it... Uh, You're doing it, Mr. Uh, McTavish. You're doing it fine. Aye, uh, laddie. I am. Lay me. I'm a gun, McTavish, and I know how to use it. Oh? Take your hand off that radio key. Take it off, I say, so you're a dead man. Lamey means what he says. What will be the outcome of this new adventure aboard the Clara M? What would you do if you were in Jimmy's place? Be sure to tune in for the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's plain. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, star reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice. Matters have taken a turn for the worse aboard the Clara M., last of the clipper ships, bound on a cruise round the world with Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen aboard. In our last episode, we heard how the crew, led by a sailor named Limey, mutinied and took the ship over. One of the crew, however, Scotty McTavish, refused to join the others and was bound to his bunk. Jimmy, unable to sleep and in search of someone to talk to, came upon Scotty and released him. Together they made their way to the radio room, hoping to send a message of distress to the San Jose, a South American liner now steaming toward the Clara M to take off the badly injured captain. Scotty and Jimmy began to send a call of distress and then... But wait, listen... You're doing it, Miss McTavish. You're doing it fine. Hi, laddie. I am. What? Lamey. I'm a gun, McTavish, and I know how to use it. Take your hand off that radio, Kay. Take it off, I says. You're a dead man. So you were trying to send a message to the San Jose, eh? Aye. Trying, but not succeeding, I'm thinking. The better for you. But I swear, McTavish, the life of him what stands in me way is not worth tapping. Now, you'll both come along with me. Where are you taking us, Limey? On deck. We've born to be in the radio man all tied up. No doubt you're precious Mr. Kent as well by this time. Now, come on, get moving. Limey, Limey, I appeal to you again. You cannot do this thing, man. I'm a doing of it, ain't I? But the captain, Limey, don't you know when the captain's a very sick man? Or you'd no kill the man by not letting him go aboard the San Jose. It can't be done and you know it. Now, listen, every man jack of this crew, even you, Scotty, Wanted by the maritime authorities for one reason and another. Some of us are stole. Some of us has committed murder. Gosh. And our pictures have been pasted up in every dock office throughout the world. What happens, I ask you, when the San Jose comes alongside, eh? We recognize that's what. Good an iron. But we ain't going to be recognized, see? We're going to take this here ship and we're going to sail it to freedom, see? I see. Then let me warn you. There yeah, now. Up this companion way to the deck. Come on. Play me, man. One request. Get along, you know. You'll no be hard on the lad, will you? It was me that made him come with me to the radio room, and it was me that forced him and to... that isn't so, Mr. McCann. No, I'm grateful to you for trying to cover me, but, well, I can't let you do it. Limey, I was just as anxious to send that message of distress as Mr. McTavish was. Oh? I don't care whether you know it or not. Slippy little beggar, ain't you? Like to run off at the mouth, don't you? Well, we may find a way of changing your mind, my lad. You'll sing a different tune before I'm done with you. Looks like the entire crew is on deck, eh? I see Mr. Barnaby and the radio man, but I didn't see our Mr. Kent. Huh? Blimey, that's peculiar. Irish! Huh? Where's Clark Kent? Well, uh, I'm thinking the man's a leprechaun, Lamey. Uh, a will of the wisp, so to speak. Speak plain, speak plain. Really, he wasn't in his cabin, Lamey, and he's nowhere else to be found. Some of the lads are looking for him now. Mr. Kent escaped, Mr. McTavish. Hey, I heard that. Don't you think for one moment he'd escaped us? He must be aboard the Clarion somewhere, and we'll find him, never fear. Well, perhaps we will, but we've got to discover where he may be at. Not in this cabin, eh? Well, then, we'll just see. 
Come on, lads, follow me. Not in my cabin is right, Limey. I'm up here in the crow's nest, if you want to know, as Superman. Lucky for me, I'd gone to Captain Hawkins' cabin to see how he was getting on and was returning to my own cabin when I saw the beginning of this mutiny. Well, there's nothing to worry about now, Limey. Everyone's on deck, and off in the distance, I can see the smoke from the San Jose. She'll be alongside in an hour or two. Wait a minute. Changed our course, haven't we? Well, we'll just have to change back again. Instead of sailing away from the San Jose, Mr. Helmsman, I'll see to it that you sail this ship toward her. Down! Down! You there! You at the wheel! Oh, jumping Yemeni, I've been seeing things. You won't be able to see anything if you don't do as I tell you. Hard over on that wheel, south by east, and quick about it. And look, mister, I don't know where you come from or who you are. But you don't give me orders. I show you that. Oh, I'll show you. Oh, 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 oh my arm. You must break it. Oh. Hard over on that wheel. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like what you say. And keep her there. Oh, you think so, hey, mister? Well, me, I don't think so. The others, they see you now. Maybe you can twist my arm, but by golly, you cannot twist the arm of all them other fellas. Yes, <laughs> they've seen me, all right. And here they come with Limey at their head. Something tells me Superman will have to hand them a little surprise. What's coming off here? What's coming off? Hey, wait, girl, where'd you come from? It's Superman. Mr. Barnaby, McCavish, look. Now do you believe me? Why, the great heart fold, he looks like a Superman, but... Uh... Superman, is he? We'll see about that. You. You in that fancy costume. I've got a gun, see? Oh? Now get away from that man at the wheel or I'll let you have it. Fire away, Limey. Think I will, eh? Well, I'll change your mind. <laughs> It's not hiding. We the bullet bones up. I've never seen nothing like it. Bulletproof vest, that's what he's wearing. Well, you won't last long when the lads get through with you. Come on, lads, jump him. Oh, and don't take a two with you, but then we're laying. All right, step up, gentlemen, step up. I'll take care of you. Oh, sorry, old man. Would you? After all you've done is bet the pin. No, 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 don't. Don't run off like that. Wait, here's something for you. Yeah. Come on, boys. Don't hold back. Step up, one and all. Limey. Limey, why are you hanging in the background? Come on, Limey. Let's have a little fun together. Stay Come away on. From me. Stay away from me, officer. And what good will your bullets do? I'll show you. Yeah, you see, Limey? Now I'll show you what I can do without bullets. Yeah, that finished his Limey. Now the rest of you men get below. Mr. Barnaby, this is your crew, or it was... Take charge here and try to do a better job of it. Aye, sir. And now, sir. I'm off. Superman, wait. Up, up, and away. He's gone. Aye, lad. What a good thing for us. He was nearby when this mutiny took place. So that's the fellow you call Superman, is it? You bet, Mr. Barnaby. Now do you believe me? Where'd he come from? Nobody knows. He just appears when someone's in trouble. Oh, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't have seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah. A lot of strange things have been happening on this ship. But this ain't the time to stand around wondering about it. Come on, Scotty. Let me get some of these men up on their feet. Nice, sir. Come on. Oh, Jimmy, lad, you'd better be trundling off to your bed. Okay. But first, I've got to find Mr. Kent and tell him what happened. Good night, Mr. Barnaby. Good night, Scotty. Good night, Good night. An hour later, with the Clara M. once more peacefully riding a soft swell, and a lookout perched from the crow's nest watching the approaching steamer, the San Jose, 
Teak Barnaby limps down a companionway and pauses at the door of Clark Kent's cabin. See me, Mr. Kent? Yes, Barnaby. Sit down. Uh, thank you, sir. I guess you want to talk to me about the mutiny that happened a few hours ago. Yes. Jimmy told me all about it. I understand that San Jose has been sighted and should be alongside in an hour to take off Captain Hawkins. I'm going to have her escort us into Caracas. Now, why would you be doing that, Mr. Kent? So that we'll be sure of reaching land safely. We can't take a chance with a rebellious crew, Barnaby. It's my intention, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, to have those men arrested. Well, now, Mr. Kent, ordinarily I'd agree with you. But uh, under the circumstances, I don't see how I can. What do you mean, under the circumstances? Well, for one thing, this wasn't actually no mutiny at all. The men were scared, Mr. Kent. Scared because they claimed they heard the whistler aboard ship. That's all it was. Whatever the reason, Barnaby, they attempted to take this ship, and that's mutiny. Aye, Mr. Kent, but, uh... Well, I'm a seafaring man, and you're not, and maybe I understand these things better than you. Now, this crew of ours, they're fine men, Mr. Kent, fine men. It's just that this whistling business, uh, hearing that so-called spirit whistling in the night, uh, got on the nerves. I guess you say is how they didn't know what was going on for a time there. All they knew was they wanted to turn the ship home and get back to land as quick as possible. Well, they still want to get back, don't they? No, sir, Mr. Kent, they don't. I've talked to them. I've taken the liberty of telling them that I'm their new master. I see. Now, all I'm asking is this. Keep on with this here around-the-world crew. Forget the men ever tried to take the ship. I promise you... I'll keep them in hand from now on. I don't know, Barnaby. Now, believe me, sir, I know what I'm talking about. If the San Jose escorts us into Caracas, there'll be an investigation. You and young Jimmy and all the rest of us will spend the next six months in Caracas waiting for this case to come to trial. All because the lads was a little foolhardy. Well, all right, Barnaby. I'll do as you suggest. Thank you, sir. I, uh... I'll be getting up on deck to make ready for the San Jose. Uh, she'll be coming alongside soon. Right. I'm not the fool you think I am, Barnaby. You're after something yourself. I wonder what it is. Well, one way of finding out is to let you think you're having things your own way. When the right time comes, I can always step in as Superman. Clark Kent is right, of course. Teak Barnaby, who, as you remember, tried to buy the Clara M. from Editor White, is certainly after something aboard the old clipper ship. But what can it be? Have you any idea? Be sure to hear the next episode for further developments of our mysterious adventure with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us 
forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!